Hey guys, I'm Sage, and this is the Iconic Dollcast. On this podcast, I'll be talking about iconic dolls and their cultural impact over time. As a longtime doll collector, I thought it would be interesting to go back and research all about the dolls that I had growing up. This includes everything from Barbie to Britney, all the way to American Girls, and so much more. I specialize in making customized versions of the Britney Spears doll. If you haven't yet, give me a follow on Instagram, Britney Spears Custom Dolls, on TikTok, Britney Spears Dolls, and Twitter, B Spears Dolls. You can also follow the official podcast Instagram, Iconic Dollcast. Hey, hello everyone. It's me, Sage, your host. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Iconic Dollcast. I am so happy to be with you guys today. And thank you guys again. I cannot believe we got through all of the doll lines that I wanted to talk about. I am so excited to talk about more in the future. Last week's episode, we did American Girl, and we're going to continue that discussion today. I have two guests on this episode, so I'm going to do one interview, we'll do a little break, and then get into my next one. But the first interview is with Seth, and Seth, you guys might know him from TikTok because his videos of the American Girl cookbook series have gone pretty viral, so I'm so excited to chat with him. After that, I'm going to be talking with Mal, and Mal runs an American Girl History Instagram account. She has her own podcast called The Doll Mom Podcast. You guys got to check it out. Again, this has been so much fun, guys. I have had a blast researching all of these dolls, and chatting with people has been so informative for me. I can't thank you enough for tuning in. But let's get into my next part of the American Girl episode. Here is my interview with Seth. All right, so Seth, your American Girl cookbook series went pretty viral on TikTok. That's how I found you. So tell me about your history with American Girl. When did you discover them? And like, who's the first one you remember seeing? Okay, so I'm a child of the 2000s. Most of my friends had Kit when I was growing up. Um, And also when I was a child, she had her movie come out. So she was pretty big. And that was like where my experience with American Girl started was with like the release of the Kit movie, I think was the first time I was pretty cognizant of the brand. Um, I never had one as a child. And to be fair, I really didn't know much about the franchise until 2020. Um, I have always loved history. And I was looking for history podcasts on Spotify and I came across the American Girl podcast um, which is run by two historians where they go through each book um, and discuss it within like pop culture, but also like historically. Um, so that's how I kind of found American Girl was in 2020. That's so funny. Yeah. So like for me, Kit was my last one <laughs> that I got. <laughs> I think, oh no, maybe Kaya was. I think that's where I stopped. So I have eight of them. So talking about history, why do you think American Girl dolls have had such an iconic impact on culture? I honestly think that they have had such a big impact on American pop culture just because of the fact that I feel like a lot of expensive or like luxury dolls aren't meant to be played with. 
they're meant to sit like in a you know in a cabinet just kind of be observed but american girl kind of shifted that narrative when they had these like you know these mail order catalog dolls that were meant to be played with meant to be used meant to educate too um i honestly like can't think of any other toy line out there that teaches history no it's definitely super unique and have you read any of the books um, I've read the first three of Felicity. I read the first three of Addie. I think that's probably it, honestly. Yeah. Um, obviously I read them all when I was a kid. And so I have just been revisiting some of them, um, recently. And I do think that they're pretty, it's like toned down just enough where you're still learning like something like valid history for when you're a kid. So I just, I think that that is why they are just probably one of the best toys ever made. Do you have a favorite American girl? I was always like a kid who was into like the American Revolution. I don't know why. I always really was like latched onto that period. So my favorite is Felicity, of course. Um, Love her. (laughs) Everything like about like the clothing of that time period and the art. Um, So I just latched onto Felicity. Yeah, um, I really liked Felicity. My first one was Josefina. So I was seven when she came out. So she was my first one. Um, and then as time went, my grand- my grandparents were really into the American Girl stuff too because of the history. Yeah. And they felt like they were teaching me something with like a perfect visual aid. And my grandpa was obsessed with reading the books to me and my grandma was obsessed with the clothing. So it all works out. Which American Girl dolls do you have? So I have... Felicity, and I also have Kirsten. Um, and then I have a Kit Kitteridge doll that my mom found at Goodwill, actually. And she's like all like marked up with like markers like on her like cloth body. But my mom has the same haircut as Kit. <laughs> so my mom like went on Amazon and bought like a like knockoff like American like 18-inch like doll clothing and dressed it like herself. Um I have two historical dolls and then I have my mom's version of like a truly me. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I did see. So um, I was just lurking on your TikTok a little bit and I saw you went to the American girl store in Chicago. How was that? It was cute. Um, I know, like I knew that that existed. Like I, I'm from Indiana. I've been in Chicago a lot. Obviously every tourist goes to like water tower plaza or place, whatever it's called. So I had like walked past the store before, but I never set foot into it. I don't, I think it was smaller than I was expecting, honestly. Um, And there definitely seemed to be less historical stuff, like uh, like merchandise from the historical line than I thought there would be. I know, I mean, there are a few characters who have been retired um, or, you know, aren't being sold right now, but I really saw a lot for like the Molly re-release Nania, and then also Mary Ellen. Um, there really wasn't much for anyone besides those three. Hmm, that's interesting. I know that they've kind of um, not separated themselves from the historical characters, but really dove into the new stuff that they're doing, which I personally am not into. Like, I'm not going to go buy. I, I don't have any of the newer American Girl dolls, the historical ones, and 
I'm not going to get into all their stuff that they're doing now. I just think the the iconic part about American Girl is their historic that their historical line, and that's why they are what they are. So that's pretty disappointing. I got like I'm I'm subscribed to the. I recently got the Molly doll. Um, I had her when I was a kid, but she she was well played with and well loved. So I got the new one and they subscribe you to their catalog when you buy a doll from them. And I noticed that like the historical part, even in the catalog, is just like maybe like five pages. It's a pretty big bummer. Hopefully they figure out, I mean, obviously they're really successful with their new stuff. So I don't, I don't know, but as a longtime <laughs> buyer and fan, I, I wish that they would dive more into that. So Let's talk about the cooking with American girls. Where did you get the idea? What 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 is the deal with that? Because it's really cool. So as I said, I always liked history, and I've always been like a little bit of a foodie. Um, but to be honest, like I don't know exactly when or where I found out that the American Girl Dolls had cookbooks. I really want to say it was a tweet that I saw in like February or January. Um, it was from a verified account on Twitter. I don't. I can go and try to dig the tweet out somewhere, but. Um, it was someone who said that they've spent their whole life telling everyone that their mom had the best potato soup recipe. And it turns out that that was just the recipe from Kirsten's cookbook. So she oh. that like her best potato soup ever was just an American Girl Doll recipe. Um, so I think, it's, I think that might've been when I found out that they had cookbooks. So then someone then like uploaded a picture of the recipe onto Twitter. Um, I made that. I didn't document it, but I made it. And I was like, this is pretty good. Um, and then I went and searched online for the cookbooks and I found them all on like a secondhand book site. Most of them were coming from like a half price books location in Texas. Um, but I was buying like two at a time. I think, I think I bought, like I bought Felicity first and maybe like by second, I think I bought Felicity and Addie first. Um, everything I bought, they were all like $2, um, each. So that was nice. Um, and then I could never find Josefina's cookbook because since she was introduced later, like she was like the last of like the original present company dolls, her cookbook was only in like, like only in print for like, I really, I don't know how many, a lot shorter of a time span than anyone else's. Um, and obviously the cookbook stopped being produced when Mattel bought the company. Um, so I could never find Josefina's. So I went to the library and just made copies of it. Oh, well, that's good that they had it there. <laughs> and then I couldn't find Kirsten's online. Like it, I could find it, but they were all like $30. And I was like, I'm not paying $30 for this cookbook. Right. So actually one, like in the very first video I posted, Felicity's breakfast. I held up all the cookbooks and someone noticed I didn't have Kirsten's. So they messaged me and they're like, hey, I see you don't have Kirsten's. Do you want it? I own it and I'm never going to touch it. So someone sent me that one. Oh, that's good. I definitely had some of them. They came in these like packs with like a bunch of different things. The only one I could find was Addie though that I had from when I was a kid, but her cookbook is in there. Have you got to Addie yet? I don't think so. No, I still have one section with um, Kirsten. Would you say that the dishes or the recipes are pretty historically accurate? They're pretty historically accurate. I always like search them up um, and do some research. They all seem pretty accurate. Um, 
I mean, a lot of the recipes in Felicity's cookbook, you can find like on the Colonial Williamsburg site. Um, or like, I am a big Colonial Williamsburg fan, been there a lot throughout my life. And some of the dishes like I know, like I've eaten like in the taverns that are on the property. Um, but no, yeah, everything's pretty accurate, especially with Josefina. Um, and the same with Kirsten. Like when I posted the Kirsten breakfast, like I got a lot of comments from uh, like Scandinavian Americans who were all commenting like, this looks like breakfast at my grandma's house. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I mean, I wouldn't expect any less from them because I do think American Girl uh, had their shit together, especially <laughs> when all of those dolls were coming yeah. out. My grandma's favorite is Kirsten because she is from Norway. So she's like really into her. Yeah. So I'm, I did just order the Kirsten cookbook just because I want to go cook some stuff with my grandma. Um, have there been any recipes, uh, so far that were harder to make than others? Anything in those cookbooks that is like dough based is a pain in the ass. I, like, I, I, I bake a lot. I cook a lot. Like I usually don't have issues with breads or doughs of any sort, but these cookbooks, like, I just don't know what's up with them. Like, I, they have a whole like preface. So I really like thank everyone who tested the recipes. I don't know if they just like didn't give honest feedback or something, but like, Anything that's a dough, like just does not come together. I always find myself really like putting a lot more work into those. Like Josefina's tamales were like, they were so difficult. Like, yes, tamales are hard because like it's a long process, but like the dough usually comes together a lot faster. Um, sometimes when the recipes aren't really working, I do Google like a recipe and kind of see like where the difference in the steps might be. Um, usually American Girl is a little stingy on the wet ingredients, I think, with the doughs. Interesting. It's like a strange thing to pick up on, but yeah. What recipe has been your favorite so far? I really liked Josefina's tamales. Those were really good. I mean, Josefina's like... She's the queen. She's the queen, yeah. <laughs> she had so many good recipes in her book. Um, tamales were really good. I really liked her empanadas. Um, she had some like beans that were really good. <laughs> really? Oh, that's cool. Um, I would probably not make anything out of Felicity's book again. Really? It was all very bland. Um, and nothing really kept well in the fridge either. I just, I mean, they didn't have to worry about that, you know, back in 1774. I really, I did remake the rye bread in Kirsten's book because I do need it for the last video. But um, it was really good. Like, I, I ate the whole loaf. Good. As we've progressed through the book, so there have been more keepers in the recipe. Is there anything that you were like, this is disgusting. I like never want to eat this again. What were they thinking? Um, Felicity's dinner. <laughs> Poor Felicity. Like I love her, but um, like the food at Colonial Williamsburg that you can get in the taverns is a lot better. So much of the recipes in this cookbook, in these cookbooks, like are not like friendly for children. Like if I brought any of those recipes to my parents. I know they would like just not do them like, they're really intense. I'm 22. I have a hospitality degree. I've taken cooking classes. I've been cooking my whole life. And some of them, I still like just have to sit down and be like, I want to give up so bad. So they're not all very child friendly, but Felicity's um, dinner just wasn't very good. There's chicken pudding, which is kind of like casserole, but like it was like shredded chicken, just like in like a, and essentially bread. Huh. Um, no seasonings whatsoever. That same meal also had her veal balls. I could not find veal, so I did substitute that for beef and pork. Um, 
again, no seasoning. So it's like straight meat. Hmm. Um, and then she had green beans that were cooked in heavy cream. That's interesting. It was really not my favorite meal I've had. So avoid Felicity's cookbook. If anyone mm-hmm. listening is trying to get into this, maybe don't start with Felicity. <laughs> Yeah. Is there any one that you're particularly excited to go through? I don't, so I don't know much about Samantha. Like I know her, I know everyone's general like storylines, but everyone's really excited for Samantha. I know she, I I missed out on the Samantha craze somehow, but Holly Madison follows me. Oh, really? She always comments about wanting to see Samantha. Um, She would like Samantha. You would. Samantha is the number one request. People always comment, can you do Samantha? And I'm like, are you new here? Like, I I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm going to get there one day. Just, you know, maybe it's like two months from now. But I'm ex- I'm getting excited for Samantha. When I first like got the cookbooks in the mail, I looked through everyone's, but I haven't looked through them like recently. So I don't know what's in Samantha's. I know there's like Waldorf salad, maybe. Like that's all I can think of. I really like Molly. So I'm really excited for you to do Molly's. And I think that, That'll be interesting just because they were so like short on food materials and supplies during like that war. Um, that'll be interesting. I have heard that Molly's potato volcanoes are really good. I do see comments about those a lot. But um, I think I have read online that Molly's cookbook doesn't actually reflect the shortages that were experienced during the war and the rationing. Um, so, I mean, I will look into that, but... I think there's maybe a little bit more sugar used in that cookbook than, than they would have actually had back Definitely. then. Definitely. Um, so who, who's next after Kirsten? Is it Addie? It's Addie. Oh, yeah. wow. That's going to be cool. Addie's got like the best story out of all of them. So, yeah. And I have that cookbook. So maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll try to figure that out. Wow. Cool. So we've done what Felicity, Josefina, Kirsten, and now we're on to Addie. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like Samantha was the it girl for me, at least growing up, I, she was not my favorite. I liked Molly, but all of the like little rich white girls had Samantha. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and she, she's definitely probably the most iconic out of all of them, but she's not my favorite. <laughs> I'm like, Big Nelly stand. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. Let me backtrack because actually Samantha's books are really good. And mm-hmm. she's actually not like what you would expect her to be. Spoiler alert. Like she's not a spoiled rich brat. Like she, she's she's a really good kid. And she, I mean, there, like there were orphanages and child labor was happening during her time period. And she legitimately saves her friend from being put into a factory. So let's let, let me just backtrack and say that Samantha's cool. She's great, but I just know that all the rich little kids love to have Samantha. But she she gets a bad rap because that's actually yeah. not how her story works. Seth, where can people find you on social media if they want to learn more about cooking with American Girl dolls? So I put all the videos on my TikTok at Aaron Clell A R E N C L E L L E, and I also make photo i also put photos of the food on my cooking instagram at seth becomes barista handed all one word perfect and yeah we can expect Addie, samantha and molly still coming yes. our way yes possibly, did i miss any i don't think so possibly julie and kit depending on uh, you know what happens julie is the only one of the newer girls that i think is like kind of cool I, I would buy her if, like, I if I really wanted to. I would have bought Julie before the Be Forever makeover. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I like the old ones. Yeah, like I'm all about pleasant company. And then Mattel's earlier stuff was pretty good, but the Be Forever. So my Felicity is she's the Be Forever one. So her eyes are like not as green as the regular one, mm. which ugh, whatever. But I didn't want to buy another one, so I just got her outfit and yeah. changed her. And like she's too skinny for the outfit. That's yeah. I hear the new ones are like tinier than the just like the tiniest bit but those clothes are were made to fit the doll like perfectly and so when you put the older ones on the newer ones they don't it just kind of sags on her and like even her head is smaller so strange so Seth thank you so much for being here everyone make sure you go follow him on TikTok he's got the coolest American Girl cooking book videos and thank you for being here we will talk soon no problem thanks for having me So that was my interview with Seth. Again, if you guys have not seen his Cooking with the American Girl Doll series on TikTok, you've got to check it out. His TikTok username is at A-R-E-N-C-L-E-L-L-E. Go give him a follow. His cooking videos are awesome. And especially if you are a fan of American Girl, you've got to check these out. All right, cool. So that was my interview with Seth. That was so much fun. Seth, thank you so much for being on. And next, I'm going to be talking with Mal. And Mal runs the Instagram account American Girl underscore History, where she covers a ton of facts and background on the dolls. And she also has her own podcast, which is called the Doll Mom Podcast. So please check that out if you get a chance. And we're going to talk all about American Girl. This was just a super fun interview. Mal is so cute. She has such a bubbly personality. I loved talking with her and we had a really good time. So here it is, my interview with Mal. Let's jump into it. Okay, so Mal, you run the Instagram account, American Girl underscore history, and you also have your own podcast, the Doll Mom podcast, which I think is so cool. Um, I've been a fan of American Girl since I was like five years old also, and I thought you'd be perfect to give me some insight on American Girl history. So tell me, like, how did American Girl come about? Like, I know it started in the 80s, and I know all about, you know, like, Pleasant Company versus Mattel, but where did American Girl all start? So American Girl was founded by Pleasant Roland, which you probably know that, in 1986, and was named Pleasant Company. Um, When Mattel took over in 1998, they renamed Pleasant Company to American Girl, which is what we all know today, um, in 2004. Pleasant Roland started her company to teach girls about America's history through dolls and books, other dolls, her history, um, passion and knowledge, and a trip to Colonial Williamsburg, which is located in Virginia, which I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. Influenced her to create American Girl. For her niece's birthday, she wanted to get her doll, get her niece a doll. And, but she was kind of disappointed with all the options that were available at the time when shopping. Um, Many of the dolls on the market at the time encouraged girls to be something they weren't. You know, we had kind of role play girls to kind of be grownups, be mothers, get their careers on and going. But she just wanted a doll that encouraged girls to just be themselves, just be girls. And so that's what that's what she did. Right. And I know that I mean, just on the very brief research that I did, I I think that Pleasant Roland kind of kicked everything off very on brand where she actually funded the entire company all on her own. She was like a textbook writer or something. 
Oh, sorry. I, I get so excited. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. And I mean, it's just very like, like I said, it's very on brand for her to it's it's all about like women independence and she's funding this on her own. And I just feel like that is so like it just it works so well. It makes so much sense why American Girl worked out the way it did. And, you know, the message of the stories is very girl power empowerment. Right. And I, I think that's really cool. So what when were you first introduced to American Girl? What's your era that you grew up with? I remember a catalog coming in the mail after school one day in kindergarten in 2009. It was the big holiday catalog. So it had like literally everything that they had out in it. And that's why I loved the holiday catalogs growing up. I remember looking for the pages, you know, I think Rebecca, no, it was Krista who was the first doll in that catalog. And I was looking at Krista, looking at Rebecca, looking at Julie, Molly, Kristen, you know, all the good, all the goodies. And I just became so obsessed. And I was like, mommy, I really want one of these dolls. They look so much fun to have. Yes. Um, so I'm I'm a bit older than you. So my first American Girl was in 1997. And I was seven. And my first one was Josefina. And I got her, I, I got her the Christmas that she was released. So I think she's the last Pleasant Company doll. Um yeah. So, I mean, the last Pleasant Company doll is the first one I got, and it just kind of kicked off this obsession because I my I was raised by my grandparents, and they loved that these dolls had the historical aspect with them. So I read all the books, like, and before I would get the doll, my grandparents would say, okay, well, we have to read the books first. We're going to learn about it, and then we'll get you the doll. And so it all started with Josefina. Um, and then obviously I was getting the catalog too. I love the holiday catalog. It's one of my favorite times of the year to get those. Um, and I just remember what an impact they had on me, not only just cause like, I mean, first of all, American girls are, they're historical, right? They have a story behind Mm -hmm. them and I think they, I mean, I don't know so much about the later girls. I like, I know who Rebecca is, but I didn't have her. I don't know what her story is, but I assume it's generally along the same line. But I just remember being so just fascinated with all the history and honestly learning about historical things way earlier in life because I was reading these American girl books. And granted, you know, they do have to water these stories down quite a bit because I mean, children are reading them, but as an adult, recently and just getting into this podcast, I went back and I read all of the original six girls books. And I just had such a good time doing it because obviously, you know, I've, I've graduated college at this point. Like I've learned, I've, you know, I've done the schooling. I went to school for elementary education and these books are really good. Like they, they have messages, they have really important lessons. And I think that they stick to history really, really well. And so My next question is, what do you think the benefits are of American Girl as learning tools for young kids? I think it's teaching them important lessons that I feel like everyone needs to know in life. They got kindness, confidence, being honest, standing up for what is right, all those good character traits that everyone, in my opinion, should have. Mm -hmm. But it also teaches them American history, like their past. And it also kind of makes them excited to learn about history, too. I remember growing up, because Molly was from 1940s, we were covering 1940s in school. And so that made me really excited to learn about that because I can know more things about my doll. So it kind of was like encouraging 
to me to kind of like go through school and like stuff like that. Yeah. And I always felt like, oh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I felt really cool growing up because I'd be like, oh, well, I already know about the Civil War because yeah. I read an entire book about this girl named Addie Walker and she has an amazing story. Um, and then so elementary school was actually probably quite different for you than it was for me. I I learned about things like the Civil War and World War II and the American Revolution when I was pretty young. And then going to college for elementary education, I noticed that a lot of that curriculum has they, they've put it later to like more middle school type age, um, just because, you know, it is a lot for kids to hear about. And I just I'm just so grateful for American Girl because I do feel like the history that was taught in school did not really dive deep enough into some of these eras. Whereas these American girls, even though they're watered down, like they give you the basic outline of what, you know, slavery was like and what the American Revolution was like and what it was like to rationalize, you know, foods because there weren't enough because wars were going on. And I I, I think that is just such an important aspect. And it's also just like really unique. These dolls are super unique. I cannot think of another toy line that really teaches history with such a perfect visual aid. I agree. There's nothing like it out there, in my opinion. Like, there's nothing that I've come across. I mean, sure, brands have, like, tried to maybe dive into teaching girls about different things and people about different things, but I don't think they really had the success, goodness, success like American Girl has. Totally. Um, it's just such a, it, yeah, it's like I said, it's just totally unique and just, I mean, honestly, fascinating. Like I said, I just reread the books as an adult. And not only did I, you know, like remember things that I had already learned about, but I also learned a bunch of new things that kind of flew over my head when I was, you know, six, seven and eight. So who who's your favorite American girl? I can't decide. There's so many. They're all so good. They're stunning collections, stunning dolls. And then their stories are all just so amazing. I don't I don't think I could pick a favorite. Yeah, it is really my I mean my personal favorite is Molly. So I Oh, Molly's so good. And so this is the new one. So I know that they did the re-release like maybe it was like two summers ago, one summer ago, I don't remember. And so I had Molly growing up, but obviously I played with that doll till I mean <laughs> she was she was a mess. So I bought the new one and I love her. But I, I agree, it's really hard to pick one that is just like I mean, she's my favorite, but I mean, like, Addie is so cool, too. Like, I mean, honestly, Addie is the most badass American girl that there is. Her story is absolutely incredible. But I love Felicity. I love Josefina. Like, I love them all. They just they they all have really great stories. Historically, why do you why do you think I mean, I guess we kind of just talked about that. But I mean, do you think any of the American girls stand out with their stories? I think they're all so well written that I think they all individually stand out on their own. I remember reading Addie, like you mentioned Addie earlier. I was crying. I had tears in my eyes. That story made me cry. And then reading Josefina, um, it was like the part where like the where like they had a flood. Mm -hmm. I can't really remember. It. And like, I was like, <gasps> on the edge of my seat, like trying to read that. I was like, oh my goodness. Like they're all just so like just so good I can't even like explain it or describe it it's definitely something that everyone has to check into and read for themselves to see how just incredible these stories are 
Definitely. And I've been telling, I mean, all, me and my friends, we all grew up with these dolls and I've been, you know, they know I'm doing this podcast and I'm like, you guys, <laughs> you have to, like, even if you just read like one, one book from any of the girls series, like you're going to enjoy it. It's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, And say, like, I mean, revisiting Addie as an adult was actually a bit more difficult for me. I, I just, cause I'm older now, I, you know, I can recognize like just how serious the situation was. And it, I cried a couple times, honestly. What do you think is the most important factor to American Girl? Like, why do you think, what do you think separates American Girl from other doll lines like Barbie? I, for one, I think what we just talked about, the books, for sure, for yes. sure. They're so good. Um, and then I also think it it teaches people important lessons. I mean, of course, Barbie has their own way of doing that, and they offer big line of diverse options. But I feel like American Girl kind of, teaches and kind of goes into the lessons a little bit more and like you kind of pull more stuff away from them. I also think they being an 18 inch doll brand, I feel like kind of stands out on their own. Like sure. We have a ton of 18 inch doll brands on the market now, but back in 1986, Mm -hmm. they didn't. So it was like something new, something upcoming. And plus with the ones that we have now, 18 inch doll brands, they don't really dive into American history. Like American girl does. They don't really kind of, characterize their dolls how American Girl does so I really think American Girl kind of dives in deep with it where other doll brands they just kind of oh this is this is it like this is our new doll here you go you know make her make her what you want so like two summers ago they did the re-release of all of the original what is Mm -hmm. it six yeah yeah the original six and obviously I bought a few and I just my thoughts were, I don't have any kids, but Mm -hmm. I am at the age where a lot of, you know, my friends are starting to have kids. And I'm like, well, if I was an adult with, oh, I am an adult. If I had children, (laughs) I'd be wanting to buy the ones that I grew up with for my kids. So I I just think it's really interesting that they're not, um, you know, diving into that. I talked with someone else and he said he went to the American Girl place in Chicago and he said that you know, it's just very minimal. Like Molly had just, they're doing their Molly stuff right now. So he was like, the Mm -hmm. Molly was pretty prevalent in the store, but Mm -hmm. other than her, it's, it's, you know, they have just like a little, you know, corner in the store, which is just, I mean, companies have a right to evolve. Right. And I totally, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying what they're doing is a bad thing. I just think it's really Mm -hmm. interesting that, you know, I mean, this is what they're known for. This is how American Girl came to be was these historically accurate characters with really fascinating stories. So in a way, it's a bummer to me, but I definitely under, I understand, you know, how, why they're doing that. So how many American Girl dolls do you have? I have over 100. It's kind of insane. I have all the historical characters, all the historical best friends. I have wow. all the Girl of the Year dolls. I have all the contemporary characters. I don't know if you're familiar with Tenny or Z, Logan. Yeah. Okay. Logan, <laughs> Logan's know. the boy, right? Yeah. He was the boy character doll. I, so every, after every episode <laughs> that I've recorded, I've gone and bought a new something of that, like of yeah. whatever doll. So that's the one I want to get. Cause I always wanted a boy American girl when I was growing up and he didn't come until I was like 25. Yeah, no, I was so excited when they started releasing boy dolls because I'm like, boys play with dolls too. Like, they need to be represented. So I was very proud of them for that. I have a couple bitty babies. I have the, um, I have really dolls. 
I'm like focusing on like completing all my truly meat election right now. So yeah, I only have 36 more dolls to go and then oh that's all complete. God. I have all the Willy Wisher dolls as well. And I'm looking around. I was like, did I forget anyone? I think that's it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have the, I have, let's see. I have Felicity, Kirsten, Molly, Addie, Josefina, Kaya, Kit, and did I say, so I have eight. Did I say Samantha? I have Samantha too. So all of the, okay. the first girls and then the other Kaya and Kit I got later. But that's amazing. Did you buy the new, like these that came out, the like re-release? Yes. I have all the 35th anniversary dolls too. Those those so went like, fast. Girl, I ordered, I, I stayed up. I stayed up late when, when I heard that they were releasing. I stayed up until midnight trying to buy them. Okay. I bought Kristen that night. Okay. And I was like, oh my goodness, they're going to sell out so quick. Okay. So I'm going to stay up all night. It was still available like until like August. So like I stayed up for nothing, but like honestly worth it though. Cause my Kristen's so pretty. And then I ordered Felicity like a week later because I was like so excited. And she was already backordered when I ordered her until September. I waited until October to get that doll. Oh, damn. Yeah. I, I noticed yeah. that some of them went really fast. So I got Molly and Kirsten when, the, when they dropped and I was like okay mm-hmm. well I need to get all of these but I'm gonna I need these two because I still have all the one I mean most of the ones that I have are from when I was a kid and they're okay but Molly and Kirsten were a total mess so I was like I gotta I gotta get these and then I had before that gotten Felicity but she's the be forever one and I I just like she's really pretty like I'm not gonna you know shade her too bad but she's not as cute as the original and then I noticed Felicity went so fast when they did that 35th anniversary thing I mean I I couldn't get her yeah I had I ordered her like a week after she dropped she's already backwards till September 10th so I was like okay that's okay I can wait that long ish you know and then in a month later she sold out and I was like oh my goodness she sold out like Thank goodness I ordered her, you know, and everybody, I remember everyone on Instagram was just freaking out that she sold out because then, because I guess American Girl sometimes when it goes to sold out and you like placed an order before it sold out, sometimes they cancel it. So everyone was like so worried that like they're not going to get their doll. And so then that had me freaking out. Like, yeah. And then I remember she got, it was September 10th. The day that she was supposed to come off backward and be shipped out, they moved her back oh. until October. And I was like, oh my goodness, if I'm not going to get this doll, I will cry because I, because she was the last one I needed. Because over the summer, I managed to get Addie, Josefina, Samantha, and Molly. So she was like the like finishing piece. And so, yeah, thankfully I got her, but she arrived with a white mark on her. Oh my god. Like, what am I gonna do? So I called AG and they were like, okay, well let let's see. I'm gonna reach out to leadership to see if we have any of these dolls somewhere on the headquarters if we save the batch. And I was like, okay, so I'm having like a full-blown panic attack until leadership calls me back, you know, about Felicity and stuff. And they called back, they sent out a replacement and like she came and I was so excited and I noticed that like they were just like so different like like with like faces and stuff I'll have to send you a picture it was like super duper weird but anyways yeah 
So oh, please do. That's yeah, that's, that's crazy. Story. Oh my God. So stressful. Yeah. But I will say, so when they did Molly, like, okay, well, first of all, so right now they're obviously in their Molly phase. Do you think they're going to do this mm-hmm. for all of them? Like put them out again? I hope so. Because I do this too. is so epic. Like I, when I heard that they were going to like come out, like re-release the original six, I was like, oh my goodness, I need a collection. Because like Felicity, when they re-released Felicity under me forever, she didn't get a collection. And I was I so sad. I was like, we needed her stuff back. So I really hope this is like their way of like bringing the collection. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping too. I really hope that, you know, they do all of them. Just, I mean, I already have all of them, so I'll probably just get some of the pieces for each one. Um, mm-hmm. But when they did the re-release of all the dolls, obviously that's all you could get was the doll. But now with Molly, mm-hmm. you can get several of her outfits. So I'm really hoping that they mm-hmm. do that with all of them. And then, so what What kind of things do you hope to, I mean, aside from what we just talked about, I obviously hope yeah. all the dolls get their moment. They deserve it. They're yeah. icon, they are oh, icons. Absolutely. They're all legends. Yeah. What What else do you hope from, like, what do you, what kind of things are you, like, wanting American Girl to do in the future? I would love to see a Muslim doll. We never got one with, like, a hijab, you know, whatever. I hope that's the right name. I hope I don't yeah. offend anyone. But yeah, I really hope we get one of those and kind of more like diverse options too. Um, because I feel like this this is the time to be more diverse. And I feel like other brands, like not just like toy brands, but like other brands in general have like kind of like expanded their diversity and like offerings for people. So I feel like this is the time to be more experimental, I guess, with like different face molds, skin tones, yes. hair. So I really hope we get some more kind of just diverse options. And I hope we get some more boy dolls as well because we need some more ones. We need some more boy accessories. I really want a toolbox. I know girls can have that too, but like I really want a toolbox for my boys. So I think that would be just adorable. And yeah, I hope that we get some more boy products as well. I that is my one wish too. I uh like I said, if I would have I really wish they would have done a historical boy, like who had all the mm-hmm. all six stories, like say exact same thing, just a boy. I really wish they would have done that because I would have ate that up. Like I would have been so into that. And then again, I hope that they really continue to focus on their historical dolls because I think that's what really made them so I really do hope to see re-releases of all of them I would love to get some pieces for Felicity and Addie I mean honestly all of them so that's what I'm hoping and then do you have a favorite American girl outfit I've been really into the holiday dresses my favorite outfit at the moment it changes all the time I love Molly's birthday dress I literally just got that I never had that when I was little that was one of my outfits that I loved would have loved to have when I was little was such a fan. So when she came back out and I saw that, I was like adding that to the cart, adding everything <laughs> else to the cart. Cause I never got that when I was little. So I was very like excited. It was like my inner, inner child coming out, you know, like and enjoying. And I love the Love Shack fancy pieces that they just released back in March. I love the florals. I love the pink. I'm such a pink girl. I love the color pink. That's so. amazing. All right. Well, Mal, thanks for talking to me. Where can people find you on social media? Let's plug all your stuff because you've got a very vast amount of things that people need to check out. Yes, I'm Mal. I am Dollies of Rainbows on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. 
And then I have my own American Girl History website where you can learn about the history of American Girl called American Girl History. I'm on Instagram with that, American Girl underscore history. Uh, just joined TikTok with that, actually. So going to maybe start some content with that. And then I have my own podcast as well, like we kind of talked about earlier, called Belmont Podcast. It's great. Just go listen to it. And yeah, that's kind of really where I'm at on the internet. Amazing. Well, thank you. I'm so glad we got to connect over American Girl because I think it is such an important doll line. I think it's so iconic. I think it'll be around forever. I don't ever see American Girl going out of style, especially with the way they involve or they evolved and they are still evolving. So that's really cool. And I hope we can talk again soon. Me too. I loved coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Oh, I love that so much. Thank you, Mal, for being on the show. I had a blast. Please, guys, go follow her on all her socials. And this wraps up season one of the iconic Dollcast. I cannot believe it. Guys, thank you so much. This was an incredibly fun last few months of my life. I appreciate you all so much for tuning in. I appreciate I appreciate all the lovely feedback you guys gave me. I loved talking with you. It warms my heart to hear that this podcast put a smile on people's faces and taught them something. That's, you know, what my goal was the whole time, and I loved it. I don't really know <laughs> when I'm going to start season two or, you know, how, you know, I got to look into it. I For this podcast, I got all almost all of the episodes done before I released them, so it gave me quite a bit of wiggle room. So I am getting into some new doll lines. I've been setting up interviews with new people that I'm so excited for you guys to hear, but I don't have a release date for it yet. So once I know that, I will keep you guys updated. Check my socials, Instagram, Britney Spears Custom Dolls, or Iconic Dollcast. I have some bonus content coming for you guys just to fill the gap before I get into season two. But again, thank you guys so much for joining me on this journey. I loved it. I hope you loved it as much as I did. And I can't wait to see you guys again. So check back soon and I will see you guys next time. Thank <laughs> you.